Motorcycles and Misfits coming to you from the Recycle Garage Where? in Sunny Santa, Santa Cruz. Oh, and it's balls. what a fantastic day. Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful. But right now, I'm going to tell you who we've got in the studio. In no particular order of importance. Henry. Hey, what's up? This time not on tequila. Yes, uh, you improved sober, Henry. Isaac, well, I think he ate mushrooms earlier. I'd say much better choice. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this podcast is sponsored by Modelo. Isaac, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Bosley in the house. Isaac doing an imitation thought, of Bosley in the house. <laughs> uh, darlings, you know who I am. This is Emma sitting next to me on the pretty girl couch. A globetrotter on an extremely small Kawasaki. It's Carmel. From Thin Line Ride. Spoiler alert, Valentina Rossi. I all will cut the you. Came way. in first, second, and third today. I will cut you all over. <laughs> He's on the entire podium. Yeah, m- Mike you have a, brought you have his a, scrotum You holder. have a reindeer humping the microphone. That apparently. is not a reindeer. That is Critter. If you want to see pictures about Critter's adventures, go to Thin Line Ride. Looks Very like, good. Looks like porn. Sitting next to Carmel with a mouthful of burrito. It's Bex. Oh, whoa, Delicious. Oh, very nice. Sitting next to Bex. Thank you, Jim. That's me. Peace, love, and soul. Peace, love, and soul, indeed. Your bikes are awesome. And last, and definitely not least, on mixing board. Dun, dun, dun. Big boss, Uncle Liza. This is your brain on eggs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so heavy. What? That's like Jim Morrison shit oh, right there. You know that what? Is. That that is. Um, there's a generation that understands that, <laughs> and then no another. I don't get it. Like oh, healthy. I get, yeah. and uh-huh. like Isaac and Henry are like, huh? Healthy. No, it's like, your brain on healthy? fatty acids. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, darlings, I've done my bit. I've introduced <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Um, wonderful introduction. Oh, thank so, you. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we what got, are we, we up got, to tonight? We've got so much to talk about yeah, tonight. It's a, it's mm. What do we and do? Show. Um, it's a really just, big show. I just show. want to give a rundown of what we're going to be talking tonight. Um, I know a lot of people have been talking about this incident with the the cop in the car who did a pit maneuver on a motorcyclist right. and mm-hmm. took him out. A lot of people were on our Facebook page were commenting on that. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, we're also going to talk, um, we have a guest calling in from Scully Helmets. They are back. Right on. What? They are better. The truth is out there. Same guys. Yeah. Or the truth is out there. I'll save it. Mold it's helmet. different people. I'll save it. Okay, okay. thank you. <laughs> the, everything will be clear. Um, and then I was a bit of a bad girl oh. this week. She was spanked. It's okay. Uh, spanking, last week spanking. I said that Bex uh, crossed a line with her road rage incident, and it's possible that I crossed a line <gasps> this week. Uh-oh. And you know, no, you took a couple Liza? of us with you. Liza, I've got to tell you, this was a revelation to me twice, because this was the first I heard of Bex's road rage. And Bex... I'm ashamed of you, honey. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had road rage. I know you did. I did. And, and it was to sad. add very insult sad. to injury, I hear that Liza as well. Don't. Bad Liza. Oh. 
Mine went all the way to the police station. Oh. We heard. Mm-hmm. God. Wow, Which I was actually fantastic. But should have just okay. followed me. Not good. Well, so it's not going to happen co- again. We covered no. it last week. Apparently, okay. I didn't listen Danger. to last week's podcast all the way through. Um, we'll cover it. <laughs> this is news to We've me. also got all sorts of updates. There's a new bike purchase. Uh, the GS Trophy is going on. Ayersberg, MotoGP. Um, there's so much going on. Um, but I want to talk about um, what we did today a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So today was the Santa Cruz Pride Parade. Woohoo! And every year we go up and we, we all dress up and we ride in the Pride Parade, and it was no different this year. A bunch of people showed up here at the garage and we went up and did our thing in the parade. The parade has gotten shorter over the years, but still, it was fun. And I was riding with my um, my friend Enzo, who's eight years old, on, the, on <laughs> my bike scooter. You've done that a few years, haven't mm-hmm. you? And I was dressed up like a giant sock monkey. <laughs> you were a giant sock monkey. But it became <laughs> clear to me on this occasion that I broke the Dykes on Bikes. <gasps> I think it you did. It happened. You I did. Broke it. You scared I them did. off. How? Mm-hmm. So, there was one loan. Um, it is a very common thing that the beginning of every Pride Parade starts off with the Dykes on Bikes. This is a, it's been going on for decades, right? And when I first moved here to Santa Cruz, it was the same thing. Um, Dykes on Bikes is actually like a club. And even though there aren't any club members here, they would come down from like San Francisco and Oakland. And then other people would join them. So there would be a big contingent of maybe like you know 30 motorcyclists right well uh, about eight years ago i think and i had been going up and riding you know with them about eight years ago i invited douglas this is when the garage was still pretty new and douglas um had been hanging out with me quite a lot and i said hey douglas you want to come ride in the parade with me He's like, isn't it dykes on bikes? I'm like, ah, you're my buddy. You're fine. You support gays and queers and whatever. What you know? Love is what Douglas and I support people who support us. So come on. So we get up there, and we pull up. We're lining up, and one of the women came over to him. I was like, um, yeah, uh, you can't ride with us. Um, You're gonna have to go to the back. And I said, no, he's with me. He's riding with me, and we're riding up front. And every year, I invited more of the recycler, now misfits, to join me. And I don't care what anyone's sexual orientation or color or how many feet they have, I whatever. I'm just like, hey, these are my friends. We're all freaks. Let's go have fun and ride. Well, over the years, less and less dykes on bikes have shown up, and it's become more and more of us. Well, today. Yes. Um, We got up there, and you're supposed to get there like an hour early to stage for the parade, but I know the deal. So we come to the garage, and we get dressed up, have fun, and then we roll up there about 10 minutes before the parade starts. Hmm. And as we rolled up, uh, riding through the crowds to get to where they're staging the Dykes on Bikes, I find one woman on a BMW by herself looking lonely and confused this is the first year she decided to come out and ride on dykes on bikes and there was nobody there it was a dyke on bike it was a dyke on a bike she showed up at 9 a.m 
Oh. Brave we had been sitting there in the staging position alone for nearly two hours. I'm so glad you all were there. Oh, thinking, she up Thinking she was the only one. We show up, me and my merry band of... Entourage. Misfits. Misfits. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Can I ride with you? <laughs> not no, my parade. No, we're not here to parade. ride with you. But I realized I, I broke the parade. I it, did. The intro? Because... In many parades, it is still very much, even if you go to San Francisco, the men, like, Nock has gone to ride. The Dykes on Bikes don't let the men ride. They have uh, mics on bikes. Yeah. And, they, and the yeah. mics on bikes ride their own thing. It is still not integrated, and I don't like that. I'll, I'm like, these are my people. Right, I want. Well, it's about them. acceptance. I don't know There's what your problem is bikes, with bikes gatekeeping. And San Francisco, what is though? wrong with a little hardcore gatekeeping? <laughs> so anyway, uh, we're all freaks, darling. It became clear to me that I, I, I broke it. Congratulations! Thank you. I'm proud of that, and I'm proud of my friends. And we go and fly our freak flags, and and had a good old time. Yes. How many misfits rode? Oh gosh! Well, uh, Ten, twelve, something. Yeah, like something like that. You had that. a good crew. Yeah, good crew. But we had a lot of passengers too. Even better. Yeah. Yes. You think they would have been more okay with it, like if you'd had like Douglas blow Zach, and then they'd they'd been like, okay, cool, you can ride a <laughs> Good lord. De- by the way, <laughs> and that the is not a definition of dyke. Because you put enough beer. No. Them, you know, I don't Douglas know. made the cover of the paper one year. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah, it's still he on wore, the wall. He put on drag, awesome. wig, <laughs> mini skirt, the whole thing. Oh, that's Doug. And he's a babe. That yeah. is Doug. Oh, he's got he, fabulous. Gams doing a what is he doing a burnout on like the on the the right. XR right? Well, because the the Dykes on bikes they roll down very seriously in their Harleys. Well, Doug and I would like just start doing like donuts and wheeling around, and we went head to head and did burnouts and like yeah. And I, you're allowed to not wear a helmet for parades, right? Right. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Anyway, so he's wearing so, just a fabulous blonde wig instead of a helmet. Yeah, it made the cover of the paper for the it's Pride like Parade. Three feet However, long. I should point out, Liza had a child on the scooter and i had a child on the back of my bike we made the children wear helmets thank you very yes. good children had to wear helmets we did not <laughs> did they have to wear life preservers or just helmets just helmets okay we did so it was a good day we had fun and we had a good ride so i wanted to um get to our first uh topic and our first guest tonight because i thought this is pretty cool um for those of you who remember, uh, God, I think it started in 2013, uh, this new technology, uh, HUD, Heads Up Display Helmet, a company called um, Scully that really made the news because they, um, I think it was a Kickstarter program or an Indiegogo pro, um, program, and they raised more money than expected and got a lot of orders for this new very expensive helmet that and hadn't really been introduced yet and it was a a great great concept um for those of you who are familiar with the scully helmets it it took a a bad turn but i'm here to tell you that they're back and they're back with a vengeance so with us tonight on the phone i've got terry stickler from scully technologies terry say hi to everyone hi everybody how you doing hey terry awesome how are you Good. I, I, how's the barbecue out there? Barbecue's great. The riding's even better. So, and you are, let's see. Oh, you're up in, aren't you in Cobb County? Wait, I are you, are you near the big chicken? You're in Georgia? 
You know, I am uh, four miles due west of the big chicken. <laughs> has has Georgia yet figured out that it's not okay to make freeways out of tar snakes? <laughs> no, we Last haven't. I checked, hey. they didn't learn that. Hey, hey, Terry, how your mama in now? Pardon me? How your mama in now? Liza's having a seizure. What language are you speaking, Georgia? This is a test. This is how you find out if somebody is from the South or not. Terry, where are you from? I am from south of the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, yes. What state? Well, actually, it's north of Mason-Dixon. Kentucky. <laughs> okay. Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, that's why you're drinking your bourbon, huh? That's that's. It's exactly not <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> see, your your listeners can't see like you guys can see. <laughs> He's drinking Tennessee whiskey. Yes. You traitor. Bring us nice Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> so I wanted to um, to go back and let's revisit for those who don't know what um, a scully or a heads up display helmet because this was the first one that I know of. Can you explain what it is? Certainly. Well, a heads-up display helmet is all about showing, uh, uh, utilizing a traditional helmet, but showing other attributes uh, about your ride. It could be speed. It could be things like it could be speed. It could be GPS, uh, directional with an eyes forward type of approach. The heads-up display offers a lot of uh, a lot of information to the rider. Uh, and now the challenge is we all love to ride and we love to be out on the roads, particularly in the mountainous terrains, and enjoy ourselves and the freedom of being on the bikes. The heads-up display offers, if you're interested, additional information about your environment. In our example with the Scully helmet, it shows me the rear view display. If I choose to use GPS, I can see directional information in the heads-up display, along with audible directions, just like any normal GPS. And the heads-up display offers both a, a rear-view camera as well as a blind spot detection. And the blind spot detection is probably the largest feature that I most appreciate uh, about the helmet. So I got a question about that. Uh, sure. You know how on, on basically all new cars, when you come up in their blind spot, a little a little thing lights up in the mirror to tell the driver there's somebody coming up in their blind spot? Like is it like yeah. that or is it more of you have actual video and you just see the car? You have actual video and you actually see the car. Okay. Did you do any tests with like a little red light in the in the peripheral vision or? We, we haven't to date, no. Uh, those are things that we're looking at perhaps for the mm -hmm. future. Date, we're just looking at the actual video uh, right. coming from the rear. Okay, so the... Um so basically, I just want to cover that's what the HUD helmet is, and I want to get in more into the benefits of it. So, um, as I mentioned, so 2013, they raised the money, they're taking orders, lots of orders, and then this was a kind of a big deal because everyone was watching this. Um, the the brothers that own the company filed for bankruptcy and closed shop, and and everyone no one got their deliveries there i there was a, a lot of people remember there was a lawsuit that followed about everyone jokes about the hookers and <laughs> fast cars and blow and stuff because and I, they I, used the money for that well i will say <laughs> is it really that a joke i will say that the former employee who brought that lawsuit on them um did drop the case so they weren't convicted of that. They're, they're, so I just want to say, not getting into right or wrong, but I just do want to say everyone knew about that history, but it did get um, dropped. But 
Um, the company, what happened to the company after that? Well, that company folded. Um, it ceased to exist, Liza. Um, in early 2017, our founders, Ivan Contreras and his cousin, Rafael Contreras, bought the assets and the intellectual property, but the old Scully ceased to exist. Right, so that's why it changed to Scully Technologies. And the thing that's important to remember here, they were not legally obligated to give anyone their product that they paid for. This is a new company. So basically, and it makes sense, because Scully had developed a name and it had developed uh, a product that yes. even if it didn't go forward in helmets could have been used in many different technologies, right? So there was some value in this. Did, did they get a good deal? Um, I believe they got a good deal. I, I honestly don't. I don't know the, the intimate details of what they got, but I, 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 I'm guessing they got a good deal. I have a great job, so yes. <laughs> so one of the things that's really cool is um, it wasn't that long after they bought it, I think, that they made the announcement about this new program called Make It Right. You, you are correct, Liza. I mean, we act. The team actually, we actually banter back and forth. Do we keep the original Scully brand name or do we change it? And Ivan was very convicted about, listen, there's a lot of folks that got harmed out there. And so if we keep the brand name, then we need to quote unquote, make it right uh, to these people. And that's what led us to this campaign, the make it right, right campaign. And, uh, you know, when we decided we're gonna do this, I remember, I think it was like October 16th, we had sent an email out to everyone that had gotten harmed, that had invested money uh, and such and bought, pre-bought a helmet and didn't receive one. We reached out to them and said, hey, listen, on October, 2006, uh, October 16th, we are going to open up this registration page. We invite you to come and register. We had over a thousand people register on that first day wow. for the summit. How many I mean, it was incredible. Terry, how many people were harmed? There was probably nearly 3,000 um, uh, that were harmed. But not, I don't think, not everyone came forward, but um, quite not a few yet. did. Quite a few yeah. did. Well, and they still can, yes? Can you go into more depth? What is the Make It Right program? Yeah, we're, we're, we have over 2,200 people registered right now. Oh, okay. Wow. Campaign. So, yeah, uh, and, and they continue to trickle in. Basically, Isaac, make it right means that they are not legally responsible to make anything right for any of the previous purchasers or investors in this, but they decided to do so anyway and to honor it. And it's great, which is great PR, like to come in and say, to me, it says we believe in this brand so much we're willing to make make right and all these uh, well, purchases. So basically, you're going to honor all of the pre-purchases, even though you didn't actually end up getting any of the money for it. Uh, yes, that is correct. That's really cool. And if I can just say, I think this is, if you can pull it off, it is a brilliant move. Because if you were to ask um, anybody in America, June the 2nd, 2018, who the real culprit are, 
it's corporate America. And yes. nobody trusts corporate America. So if you can actually make this happen and prove that a company can actually become honorable, I think you're going to reap the benefits many, many times over. I mean, financially, it's a huge risk. If you've got 3,000 people and each of them are invested to a certain amount of hundreds, you're talking about a chunk of change. But the benefits you're going to get from it, it's, it's a brilliant move. Yeah. Thank you, Emma. Yes, we are. We have uh, we have a lot invested in it, and that is our our pledge to our our, our Scully Nation. We are going to make it right to them. Oh, and, um, sorry, and I didn't cover Terry. What is your position in the company? My position is I'm director of product strategy and development in the organization. So your job is to, director of fun. <laughs> he I, makes it right. Director yeah. of of what's <laughs> cool. Let's make it. I, yeah, I. I, I tell people that I have the best job in the organization. I get to come up with uh, what are the requirements? What do we want to do to uh, this helmet, both this generation and future generation helmets? And how can we continue to improve the riding experience uh, while we're improving safety? That's what my role is all about. So it, I'm having a blast doing it. And uh, uh, that's, that's a little bit about who I am. Oh, what if you teamed up with Break Free and put like a, a light, a brake light in the back of the helmet? Stop looking at my requirements list. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I wanted to cover something else real quick. Um, so you mentioned that it's the Contreras's, the, contra the Contreras's that <laughs> the Contreras bought the company. Yeah. Um, yes. Can you give us a little bit of background on them? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, so Ivan Contreras is our primary investor. He's our CEO. Ivan owns a, or a company that you guys are probably familiar with. It's called Gas Gas. Gas yes. Gas oh. is a, yeah, yeah. Gas Gas is an enduro bike company and a trials bike company. Been around for many years. Oh yeah. Uh, and so Ivan's a big rider and big, big, big into the motorcycle scene. Lives in Spain currently. Moving here to Atlanta, and he also owns a an electric bike and uh, scooter company called Torrent. And so Tor Torrent, Torrent, T O, I think it's O T O R R O T. Okay, Torrent. Torrent. So, so he has his he has his motorsports background. His cousin is also an investor. Uh, Raphael owns some carbon fiber companies called Carburex, and Carburex sells to some of the top tier manufacturers, uh, both aerospace and automotive. And so our ownership has motorsports and carbon fiber experience. I can't think of a better blend for a helmet manufacturer such as Scully Technologies than that combination. That explains the new carbon fiber helmet. Right. Mm, Italian nice. chrome. Okay, so they've, they've got a pen. They, so they're bikers themselves, and they're investing in, in companies uh, that are they're supporting their passion, it sounds like. It is. They are. They really are. Awesome. So now that we've got that covered, I want to get into the product. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, where do you draw inspiration from? Obviously, it's like as being motorcyclists, there's things you like, oh, that'd be cool to have in my helmet. But do, where do you get like other, you know, technological ideas from, you know, from aircraft or space shuttle or like, where do you draw inspiration from? I, you know, great question. I think, uh, you know, the, the places that have really stretched the limits, you know, both if you look at aircraft and, air, you know, what's been going on in the military, they've been doing heads-up displays for 15 years. I was really hoping you were going to say Star Wars. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> uh, 
No, I haven't seen Solo yet, but no, not yet. <laughs> Don't bother. Uh, oh. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I think some of it was military, but also if you take a look at what's happening in the automotive market, um, I mean, let's face it, guys, our cars are designed these days that we, our cars definitely outlive technology. Aftermarket heads-up displays are huge and have been huge for many, many years. So we look a lot at those, those, that type of information, uh, those types of uh, products. Those are huge uh, on our forefront, as well as looking at what other people are doing in the motorcycle technology community. Um, I mean, Sen is doing a fantastic job in communications. Right. Um, you know, and a huge fan of theirs. Um, and you know, so there's a lot of different inspirations, and a lot of it is. You know, I have a huge motorcycling background. A lot, of it, a lot of it is from my own personal use as well. But our team is designed, we have some phenomenal uh, engineering staff that comes from the communications sector that are bringing their talents into play. And those are some of the inspirations for, I guess you could say, our current generation product as well as our next generation products. So I have a question for you. On your team, do you have any neuropsychologists? Because I recently drove a heads-up display automobile for the first time, and I found it incredibly distracting. And I was wondering how long it takes to retrain your brain to find it a benefit and not a deterrent. Great question. Great question. I, I'll be honest. I do not have a neuropsychologist <laughs> on my team. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe I should look for one. I can tell you that with hundreds of hours of working with the prototypes of our helmets, um, when I first put it on, I was enamored, I mean, like beyond belief with this new technology. The first 20 to 30 minutes of the ride were scary. I wasn't paying attention to anything else but the technology. After, after that, though, I now pay attention to it about as much as I do my rearview mirror in my car. Do you ever watch um, Netflix in it? Uh, I don't watch Netflix in it, and I don't, I don't play Angry Birds in it yet. <laughs> okay, Terry, I've got a question because I'm, I'm trying to get straight in my head what this is actually going to look like for me. So what I've got pictured in my mind is a drop-down visor, dead ahead, right above my line of sight is pertinent information to say speed, engine revs, whatever I choose. On the left side... I've got real-time um, rear-view vision on the left side. On the right, I've got real-time rear-view vision on the right. Is that pretty much what we're talking about here? Somewhat, somewhat. However, in this generation of the helmet, it's not, Emma, it's not directly eyes forward. It's actually in, a, in an optical stack more off to your right. Okay, uh, so everything's off to one side. It's, it's off to one side. And what you're seeing on that is I see, if I have GPS running, I see my turn directions at the top of the, if you imagine a screen at the top of the screen, along with the speed that I'm, that I'm traveling at. Um, and then below that, I see the rear view uh, optics and the, the, the blind spot optics below that as well. Okay. And, I, and, and so when I start up also the GPS, the GPS tells me, both visually and audibly, what the uh, temperature is, what the weather is going to be upon arrival. Nice. Nice. So when Scully first um, came out, they were the only one I knew of. It's yeah. now been five years. And mm -hmm. in tech world, five years is forever. <laughs> 
there's quite a few companies uh, on the horizon coming out, including one that Senna has invested in. Right, right. So yeah. you guys, your helmets, are they at market now? Are they? Our helmets are coming out this summer. Okay, We're this summer. Nice. Summer. We are taking... We are right now. We are we are setting up both distribution channels as well as we're accepting pre-orders. Now, our version of pre-order, we are not charging people's credit cards or anything like that. One of the big differences about our organization is is we are about as conservative with both communication outbound and our approach to taking orders as you can possibly be. You know, and a lot of that is simply based on what happened with the previous organization. They did a great job and stuff, but our approach is, hey, we want to be above boards. We want to treat our customers just like they are truly family. And, you know, if someone wants to place a pre-order on things, great. Go ahead and tell us you're interested in it, but we are not going to charge our credit card or take any monies until the helmet ships. So, Terry, let's get down to brass tacks if we can. I want a Scully helmet. I'm prepared to order it now and get myself on the on the waiting list. But as you probably know, I'm just a humble motorcycle wrench, so definitely on the lower end of the paycheck scale. What is an entry-level Scully going to cost me, which is going to give me pertinent information that's actually going to assist me riding and is going to be a safe full-face helmet? So what I'm basically saying is, where does the pricing start? Our, our pricing, Emma, on this version is actually pretty, is, is pretty uh, stout. It is $18.99 okay. on this version. Um, we and are, it's just one to, version right now? or Yes, right now it is one version. Wait, but, you're not and, counting the, uh, the carbon fiber? That is, no, <laughs> all our helmets are made of carbon fiber. Oh, okay. Wow. So that is the carbon so fiber version. We're selling of... one version. It's eighteen ninety nine, um, and so that's the price of this first generation helmet. So for me, probably it'd be worth it for me to wait, and for the version two or version three to go down. But I'm sure we've got listeners right now who are literally, oh, I want one of those right now. And I am Sir- definitely one of those. And so my question is, what shape helmet are you? Which like head shape? Yeah, head shape. Ooh, Great question. question. Who, who just asked that That's question? Carmel. That's Carmel. She does a Carmel. lot of miles. I spend eight to ten hours a day in my helmet. Very good. Carmel, we're an intermediate oval. Thank uh, you. On the, on, on the helmet size. So, I yeah, I, I also want to know more about the helmet itself. Um, I don't know a lot about helmet design. Like, personally, I tend to go for showy. I like, you know... I, are you going for a Snell rating? Like, will Snell even rate this? I know they're really fussy about some things. Like, how's the... Where are you coming from as far as designing the safety of the yeah. helmet itself? Great question. I mean, for, first and foremost, we are going for the North America DOT standards, right? We are also going into testing for ECE, and we will nice. be pursuing Snell as well. But both ECE and, D, and, and Snell take a little longer than the DOT certification, but that is all in our plans to pursue. Because the DOT certification is shite. Hey, Terry, I want to let you know that Nock has joined us. Hey, say that. Hi, hey, Nock, how are you? Hi, new phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, man. Um, so let's talk about um, the helmet, though, because a lot of people don't know. Is this... who? 
do you can you say who makes your helmets and what quality level where are they manufactured well he's not going to say they're crap <laughs> well, I, no, I think it's fantastic that you're testing no. to extend the value of it. I think so a lot in Europe, it'll be um, applicable as well as here in the States. I think a lot of people are thinking yeah. that the money is going into the technology. How much of it is going into the actual base helmet? And to clarify, ECE is the European standard. It's a very good standard. Mm -hmm. It is a very good, it's a great standard. Um, and Snell is kind of, you know, arguably one above, above that. Um but yeah, the helmets are actually being manufactured in Taiwan, and they are being manufactured to our exact uh, engineering specifications. And you know, we are bringing in you know one of the big differences you know between the shell designs of the previous Scully and ours. We are changing both the sh a little bit of the shape. Theirs wasn't exactly an intermediate oval; it's a little more narrow. Um, so we're changing both that. <coughs> And the big thing is, is we're changing the composition. It's not ABS plastic. It's not FRP or fiber reinforced plastic. It's true carbon fiber. And it's being manufactured with high, high workmanship. Um, I can tell you that, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a stickler, so to speak, on quality. And the prototypes that we are getting back and the helmets that we are receiving from our manufacturer are phenomenal quality and so that's that's the best i can say about you know about about where the helmets are being made and the quality where they're at so i can easily see that um, a heads-up display helmet is going to go the way of a smartphone there was a time that nobody had smartphones now everybody has a smartphone i can easily see <laughs> a heads-up display helmet becoming Everyone has one. I mean, cell phones have come down in cost so much. Are you are, are you guys predicting this too? And are you at all predicting what the price may be in five and ten years? Well, I I think I think it's it's fair to say that you know the competition is definitely definitely great great uh, for for what's happening in the helmet you know the smartphone or the smart helmet uh, community. There's a lot of competition out there. Um, you know, Liza, if you take a look at the automotive industry, you know, Tesla came out with an $85,000 Roadster. They followed it up with like an $80,000 Model S. And now look, they're at a $35,000, you know, what is, what is the Model 3, I believe is what right. they're calling it. And so I think that kind of graduation is probably a lot of products, including helmets like ours, will probably follow. Nice. And Terry, I'm glad to hear that you're, you're putting so much um, thought and design into the shell. It's, it'd be very, very easy to lose track and kind of get lost in the technology and forget that it is in fact a helmet. I'm very reminded of a smartphone I had a couple of years ago that had a wonderful camera, it had wonderful music capability, it did everything fantastically except be a bloody phone. It was a, <laughs> it was a terrible phone but did everything else very well. So to have the highest quality helmet with all this technology in as as funny as it sounds it would be very very easy just to get lost in the technology and have almost the helmet shell as an afterthought so having such a high quality shell that's very reassuring for me to hear thank you are you going the way of of filming so 
the last 15 minutes or 10 minutes of footage is being recorded somehow. Oh, built-in camera? That uh, loop like, camera for safety. Wow. Um, that would got, be a no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's that, would, no. That, that could like lower people's insurance. That would be awesome. Mm. It, it, that would be a great feature. I will tell you, in the deliverable version, the first firmware up, up release will not have that. However, there are a lot of opportunities that we're looking at, and uh, I, uh, I, I've been in technology and product management a long time, seems like most of my life. I don't like to overstate things. I will tell you that those are things that uh, we're looking very closely at with this generation helmet. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, me personally, like I have a thousand ideas. I don't think any of us expect you to have all those features in the helmet, but it's cool to think, you know, you're you're bringing all these things out, how much you could add, like proximity sensors, tell people when they're freaking tailgating. That'll save, that could save hundreds of lives. Well, and, and that's what, that's what we're, we're here for you, Terry, because this is oh. something the misfits are really good at, making suggestions of how to make your project, your product better. <laughs> I'll say I'm even, I'm even better at demoing products. I love that, and I'll tell you, Last week, while I was riding down one of the busy, busy Atlanta interstates, riding with one of the helmets on, while I was riding and caught in kind of slow traffic and stuff, I witnessed in my heads-up display a car behind me crossing their line and running into another car. And, and I was thinking, wow, if I could have recorded that, I could have been that person's best friend. So mm -hmm. I completely understand the use case of what you've just described. You could have made something wrong, right? Yes, I could have. Bex is very interested in that. I, I do. So, so does the camera feature, is it similar to uh, you know, a GoPro or a Santa? Can you record? Can you tag it? Can you do stuff like that? Not right now, no. Okay. There is no recording. It's a live recording of what's going on. All right, so you'll add that to your list of things, right? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and, and, and for those of us who discover that, oh, I might not see in one eye like I thought I did, um, might want to have different sides of your visor as options. So for example, I might see better in one eye and I want that for the road. The other one I could use oh. as a periphery. So left-eyed and right-eyed. And, and right. the neuropsychologist that you'll be adding to your team and will help you understand that some people process better left brain and others right brain. I happen to be a neuroscience Oh, okay, Terry. <laughs> Which is why it's I asked. It's very true. Oh, thank do you, Thermal. Terry, do you need me to write these down for you? <laughs> Which my email? We actually just we actually just called you to like force brainstorm things on you. <laughs> Since we're all throwing in FLIR, like nighttime night vision. Mm -hmm. F-L-I-R. Yeah, F-L-I-R. Oh, that would be cool. That would be Because then you can just turn off your headlight and, and you can see stealth everywhere. Well, not only that, maybe they're going to have <laughs> IFR and VFR. I those, don't know what those for are. those pilots. Yeah, so oh, yes. and we we yes. didn't mention, but one of the um, features of these helmets is that it has the self uh, tinting, self darkening. That's cool. Windshield. Oh, like when, right. When so it's expensive, but it comes with all the primo. Like, not only does it come with the technology, but it's like primo construction, and and you know you get the nice visor and shit like that. I would say well, something that would be really helpful is because I know it has that kind of protrusion in the back. Um, which does is, is aerodynamic. It's good, but if you could put a bottle opener on the bottom of that, <laughs> Bex will be happy. 
<laughs> so the other thing that maybe you didn't hear, but Naked Jim was sort of intimating at, was that if you are looking for some serious prototype, mm-hmm. uh, no. So what? She, what they're, no, I, what I, they're, I, I stated it boldly. I'm like, I'll test it for you. Miles I write every day. What they are circling the drain at is: is it is it possible to get on a list to get a demo helmet to try out? Right. So people uh, can come to the recycle garage, try it on before they invest. We, no. Will you, you know, please be we our sugar daddy? A lot of different <laughs> options for getting the experience of the helmet. Yeah. Uh, whether it be recycle garage or whether it be the dragon's tail uh, north of where I'm at. We're looking at a lot of those type of experiences. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I would love to come out there. That was a uh, very polite no. I, I, <laughs> no, Terry, I will make you an exclusive offer, darling. If you send us a demonstration of a Scully helmet, I will send you, and this is just for you, an 8x12 glossy of me in bed with a vintage Yamaha. It's a wonderful Emma. picture. And Emma? Emma? I, Emma, I'm very familiar with that picture. In fact, I bought that T-shirt. We do have very so, powerful, full of horses stickers that you can add. Here's, oh, yeah. here's one thing, though, because I'm sure everyone, like ourselves, are very curious to put one of these on our head. Well, we and test I know, motorcycles. I know that you guys have been making appearances at events. Are there any upcoming events that you know of? that Scully will be at so somebody could put one on their head. Well, I individually will be at AMA in Ohio. And I understand you guys are going to be there. Yes, and I see something on the shelf behind you. It's Um, black and streamlined. There, there is. Uh And you you made sure to put it sideways so we could clearly read the name. Yes. So will you be wearing that Scully helmet to AMA Vintage Days? I will be wearing that one or one very similar to that. Yes. And what size head do you have? Medium oval. I have a large, but (laughs) if I come, uh, I will either bring my Concourse or maybe I'll bring my... uh, that uh, vintage uh, R90 slash six behind me. Nice. Uh, uh, you know, so we'll bring. I'll bring a couple of helmets with me. So that would be awesome. So you're saying that we personally might be able to try on your helmet and get a feel for it. Yes. Yes. Uh, don't let Lisa try but on your helmet. She's got head lice. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you guys going to be at other events, say like AIM Expo or anything else that you know of? You know, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm sure. Maybe. You know, I've had to talk to Mark today. I know they've got a full calendar. Any of the BMW rallies? Uh, there are a few BMW rallies that I'm aware of. I don't know specifically which ones. So, but this is a point because you guys have started going out and you want to put these on people's heads because it's really the only way for people right. mm-hmm. to truly understand. And I've tried the Google Glasses, which is a sim- the similar concept that this came from. And it was very weird at first. And then your brain clicks in. Same with my uh, Revu helmet that has the periscope. And it's really weird. And then your brain starts clicking and it it processes it without you having to really think about it. And the image, even though it's very small, becomes bigger in your brain. It's it's hard to explain. But I do believe that this yeah. is the future. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the 
the other thing is, are you, since you are new product development, I'm sure you are actually already looking at the next gen, even though the first gen hasn't come out. And if we didn't clarify, uh, it used to be called the AR1, and now it is the Phoenix. Is Phoenix AR. Because Phoenix it was AR. oh, it's because it, <laughs> from the ashes. Yeah. Because it got reborn. Yeah. I consider That's myself great. a phoenix. Um, <laughs> I'm, but maybe you can't say what you're working on. But I will just say, um, nod your head if maybe you're working on an adventure helmet version. Um, I think I think that is a great. Um, He's nodding unconsciously. I, I, I see movement. <laughs> I don't know if that's a nod. Well, I, th I, I think, Terry, I mean, you can say there's a lot of interesting things coming down the pipe, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> the, the thing that's most important is that, again, there are other companies coming out, so you guys have to stay ahead of the curve. And, and like I said, also, uh, technology changes quick. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. Um, I guess you're, you, you technically are the industry leader and you're remaining the industry leader. Nock, did you have a question? Yeah, so hello, can you hear me? I can hear yeah. you. Okay, so as uh, a CEO or the owner uh, of the company, I mean, how... He, he is not. He's not? Okay, what is he? <laughs> He's um, a director of new product development. Okay. Okay, so what's... Which is way more fun. Yeah. Okay, uh, oh, I guess you don't... Uh, you're not the PR guy then, huh? No. Um, he is tonight. He yeah. is tonight. So, uh, I mean, like, in, in your road trip or in your... Whatever. Your head trip. In your head trip. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> spit it, it out. It spit is. it out. It's not. a head trip, man. Uh, well, <laughs> how how difficult technology. or how easy is it to reassure that the old Scully company is gone and this is the new Scully? I, are you any part of that at all in terms of marketing? Because I'd imagine it's like, well, how am I? How, am I, how are we going to know that you're not going to spend all this? Oh, money you missed on? this. They, they're, they're doing something. No, cool. we already covered this. Oh, yeah. They covered this. Okay. Well, there, that's... there are no employees left over. It okay. is a new company, a new name, new everything. And he's making it right. They bought the name and technology. Okay. And they kept the name deliberately oh. and decided to make it right with all the previous investors, even though they were under no legal obligation to do so. Okay. Brilliant marketing. Brilliant. Thanks, Emma. Okay, new phone. Who dis? <laughs> so here's what I want to cover, though. For people who want to check out your product or possibly pull the plug and put an order in, where do they go? The best place to go is check out our website, and see what kind of events, where we're going, and where we're going to be at. That's the easiest way to, that I can tell tell you. Um, is just check out our website, scullytechnologies.com. So come to Ohio. <laughs> yes, I know. And darling, Terry, I'd be I'd be plunking a deposit down right now, but unfortunately, my my Buick Riviera is due for a smog, she darling. Needs some new knickers. <laughs> and, uh, my Buick's due for a smog, and I need new knickers, so I simply can't afford it for a while. Um, I, I will actually say to anyone who wants to um, educate themselves and learn more, I found it very helpful actually going to YouTube. There's a lot of people who uh, got their hands on them and uh, tried them out and gave reviews. And The new ones or the old ones? The, it's the same. Well, the Same technology, so you can get an yes. idea. It's, it's the old helmets. Our, the, one of the big differences is with our version of helmet, you look at it, their technology was three years older. We are making some vast improvements in the base level technology that's going in the helmets. But yes, if you go to YouTube, 
you'll see some of the reviews on the previous generation helmets. But they're based like 100 years ago, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> but they're still good. They explain how it works. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, right. um, you know, on different types of roads and stuff, it makes sense. Cool. Um, I would say um, something that I found helpful that has now been integrated um, into cars is... Um, I was driving a Mazda recently, and it had the red light that would flash if I had a car coming up on the left or right side of me. I think that's something that would be really helpful, especially because your brain isn't always processing what it's seeing in the camera, and just having that. And definitely for the adventure model. Yeah, there might be a bear behind you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what? Did you see that woman's who? Did you see that woman's bike who recently got attacked by a bear? Wait, I made that Whoa. up. Whoa! No, Wait, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that later. You definitely but. need to use that in your PR. <laughs> if only if she had a Scully. Punctured her tank. <laughs> wow! Lee Moses. Let me ask you this: Is this something that you can see um, racers using? I'm surprised they don't already. Oh, I don't Why imagine. Is that? Liza, stop looking at my requirements list. I think there's a <laughs> lot of opportunities and markets that we can pursue. Nice. I think so, too. So um, I just want to make sure, is there anything else we didn't cover or that you want to share about the new Scully Technologies? We are excited to be back producing a great helmet. I think there's nothing else that I can add or ask of you guys, but I really appreciate um, being on the show. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Terry, and uh, I love uh, that you sent me a picture of your table with the Elspeth Beard Lone Rider book. Oh, wow. I finished the book this morning around 7 a.m. It was a great book. Mm -hmm. Isn't it a great read? A great read. So that tells me you are a true fan of just all cycling in general. And I'm looking forward to meeting you at AMA Vintage Days. We're going to be popping around all weekend, but we are going to be having a little um, get-together. If you'd like to find us for sure on Saturday at 3 p.m in the campground and if you there's a left campground and right campground if you take the road mm. to the on the right campground go all the way to the fence and take a right look for the big yellow school bus and the unruly drunks that is us <laughs> there'll be jello wrestling if you see someone with silver paint face paint just follow them <laughs> <laughs> i promise awesome well thank you very much terry i appreciate it and do let us know if there's anything new that we need to share with our listeners because I love keeping up with technology and I think that through technology we can make the writing experience better and safer. Liza, does he have your address in case he wants to send the Recycle Garage a uh, care package? Demo. Well, I'm just going to get it in person at AMA Vintage Days. (laughs) Okay. Exactly. I know how to work it. You got to show up. I wouldn't buy a motorcycle for $1,800 without test riding it. So I'm definitely not going to buy a helmet without. I've never bought a motorcycle. It's $1,900. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Thanks for coming on, though. That's really cool to hear yeah, about. It'd be fun to follow, fun to watch. I just followed yeah, you seriously. on Instagram, too. So Great yeah, talking with there. you, Terry. It really hey. was. So again, go check out Scully Technologies. These are the leaders, and they're they're coming back with a vengeance. Appreciate it. Thank you, Eliza. All right. Good talking to you. Thanks again. Cheers, Terry. All right. Good night. Bye. 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 So that is pretty cool. I love, um, I do love what they're doing. Yes. What a fine fellow. And, um, Oh, you can see him, but he's very, he's very well, well groomed. groomed yeah. yeah. Oh, good. This is right up your alley. Well, I knew he was you know, by his voice, but um, so I have to say, <laughs> I was a little disappointed that he didn't do the interview in the helmet. 
Oh, that would have been great. You guys couldn't see because I had him on camera. He did have it behind him on the shelf. No, I wanted it on his head. It looks pretty cool. This is up your alley, though, Liza, because you're so ADD. It could just keep your brain occupied nonstop. Oh, I'd be playing music videos. But, you know, I tell you what, to to keep that name after, because, I mean, there was so much ballsy. Mudslinging. Exactly. That is a ballsy move. Well, it's an expensive move. And it's going to pay off. What's interesting about marketing and the psychology of marketing is that um, even if it's not positive, if it is memorable, it still pays off. So they are being wise about that. Yeah, in a similar way. But I'm with Bex. They they need to have left display or right display. And I think that it should be an option. For for example, what if you're going in the sunset um, and you're up at latitude and you know that having that screen on the right side instead of the left side is going to pay off? It, it'd be nice to have that as yeah, a mobile feature. Well, yeah. I, I I mean, anyway. I wanted to go into the next topic and talk about someone who does need some better PR. And this would be oh yes the police officer in Southern California oh yes oh. who used his car to make a mm. pit maneuver on a motorcycle. I Did everyone see this I video? Too many goddamn bootlickers on Facebook. PR for yeah. that because <laughs> that's some Facebook BS. Well, I saw it and can you describe it for us for people who didn't? Okay, so as far as the video goes, what we're seeing is obviously a GoPro cam from a guy a, in a group it's of... It's a phone. It's a phone. Okay. So we're sitting at an intersection, a T intersection. There's a main street crossing and we see... Was it a Jixxer or a CBI? It's a sport bike. Sport mm-hmm. bike. Jixxer. It's a Jixxer. Yeah, goes past probably at estimated about 50 maybe 60 miles an hour, closely pursued by a CHP officer in a Crown Victoria. CHP did this? CHP No, did, it was a sheriff. It was sheriff? Oh, okay. Okay, my bad. No, I think it was a CHP. Mm-hmm. CHP should so know better. And um, so we, we follow the action, and probably 100 yards past the intersection, you see him do a pit on the bike, and he knocks the kid off the bike. Mm-hmm. Can you describe a pit? A pit is where you use the nose of the car, you pull up alongside the rear wheel of whatever vehicle it is, whether it's motorcycle, truck, pickup, it doesn't matter, and you turn in. And the idea is, is you're using the front of a car, so you've got all the weight, you've got the engine, and the rear of a vehicle is traditionally light. So by turning in and pushing the rear of the vehicle to one side, you cause the vehicle to skid, lose control, and down. And this works great on cars and trucks. It's a great way to stop it's a runaway. A perfect Th- they are trained for cars and trucks. Yeah. It's an even so, better way to stop a bike. So he brought the biker Blood. down, and the person with the camera who was on the back of a motorcycle, the... the he was not on the back of the motorcycle. He was on the side of the road. Right. Because they well, he were, was in a group of motorcyclists. They, rode up, they rode up to the sheriff who was putting him, had the biker down, was putting him in handcuffs. Right. The thing was I he couldn't okay? believe how much was, gear was, he wearing? was how quickly was the cop got out of the vehicle and was on top of the person. Right. So here's the first question is, is, is this ever right? Well, now, hang on, because I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Um, it's very, very easy to side with the biker and say, look, you're on a bike. There's this cop driving this giant three-ton Crown Victoria and pounding you off the bike. 
but and here's the big but we what we're getting is a snapshot in time if that biker was heading towards a school zone or a heavily pedestrianized zone that cop doesn't really care about the safety of the biker he needs to stop him before he enters a zone where a speeding biker can do harm so he's going to stop him at whatever means he sees necessary that doesn't mean it's right but that's part of the training Mm. so what we're seeing is a snapshot in time we don't know what went on before and we don't know what was coming up maybe a block ahead you know if there was a, a an elementary school a block ahead with children very very close to the road does that make it justifiable so do you know the backstory, Liza? Otherwise, it's just like I talking do. about like, Okay, gibberish. so give us a backstory so, back so we can get a more of, of a picture. Yeah, otherwise, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say that a lot of people are saying <clears throat> similar things like, hey, you don't know if this guy just murdered somebody. You don't know what's going on. Well, that's irrelevant at this point. Um, well, it's not irrelevant. And then what if he had just murdered somebody? Is that is that okay? So Right, sure. And that, that's a conversation I want to have. In this case, it was a Memorial Day ride. There was a group of bikers riding, and he passed a car in the breakdown lane. Okay. Yeah, so, that was what so, yeah. the traffic so was that slow. is not worth getting hit by a car for. So, yeah. so that's bad. Let alone a police officer Stuff who like is there is to funny. serve and protect us, right? Right. So um, that's how the pursuit began. Right. Like and at high speed, like the car was no, going 60 no. and he passed it at 70. It's, it's, no, it, it sounded was, like it was starting. It was, a, to it was a group and I, I, there may have been others and I think he just picked one person to go after. That said, I didn't want to, I didn't want to tee it up that, oh, he's in the wrong because I wanted to bring up the question. What if he had just committed a crime, robbed a bank? Is it okay for the cop to use his vehicle to take him down. Depending on the crime, depending on how much Does gear it? he's wearing. I, I mean, if he'd killed somebody, well, I think it totally or if he was actively crime. posing a threat. So, like uh, if he's if yeah, if, he if was, he's riding and he has exposed armed weapons and obviously displaying psychotic behavior, you're gonna put that person and you're gonna try and make sure that person doesn't do any more harm to I th- I anyone think else. We're, we're still getting a snapshot in time. So if so, what you're saying, Liza, is mm-hmm. these guys just went past a car in a breakdown zone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the cop lights them up mm-hmm. and they bail. Uh, I, I don't know that they... <laughs> I don't see, think he bailed. Because if, if you look at it, he was not at a high speed rate. Here's the deal. If he that, was moving if that, pretty if that, quickly. If that biker wanted to get away... He could have. Mm-hmm. He had exactly. pulled over to the right. No, that's that's an assumption. He had that's pulled an over to the right as the cop came up alongside him, and the cop took him down. There may still be more details we don't know. So oh, I just, wait, I just he was but. stopped. He was stopped. No, 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 no. But he was in the right side of the right lane. But here's the thing: <clears throat> many, um, many cities and counties have a no pursuit policy. Yes. The reason they have this no pursuit policy is because many people on bikes may run because they've got weed in their jacket or they were speeding or whatever. And it's not worth the risk of the biker's life or 
other people in traffic by pursuing him. It becomes a dangerous pursuit. Mm -hmm. And so many people have a no pursuit policy just because that is dangerous. So I don't know anywhere that would have approves a pit maneuver on a bike. From what I'm reading on research I'm doing, so, that is no, no go. So okay. I saw that he's wearing a helmet, but short sleeves, jeans, and sneakers, it looks like. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so okay, this is going to go back to the actual philosophical discussion of whether, if, did he deserve it, if, if he was knocked down after he murdered a whole bunch of people in the court of public opinion, maybe, yeah, I don't know. But these are all hypothetical scenarios. What we have mm -hmm. is... Uh, we get to focus on is policy procedures, policy and procedures sure. of how to knock the guy or disable a, a speeding motorcyclist, you know, either through radio or whatever. I a don't know. pit maneuver in a car or truck, the driver or passenger is probably not going to be injured because mm -hmm. they yeah. have a metal encasing. Are we sure this right. is a pit? It looks more like he just he kind of them. nudged looked, him nudged off him. the yeah. road. They're it's not call, a pit they're calling where it he pit. swiped it from yeah. the back. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. It looks like he just kind of swept him well, off. So, so I, this whole time I've been imagining and like a high-speed mm -mm. takedown. He's going, the bike They were going, going like 20 miles an hour. Right. No, I think it was like Maybe 35. Yeah. And they're um, going slow enough. The biker's going slow enough. The cop is going slow enough that the camera just pans and it's slow. And then you see him at the corner and it looks like he might stop. And then, bam, he hits him and knocks him over. So here's the thing. Um, do you guys remember last year there was an incident where there was a biker? And they, there's a short clip of the video where the biker is being pulled over and this is the dash cam and he like nods like okay he looks in his mirror and then he nods oh yeah and he starts to pull I over and the police car bumps him from the back mm -hmm. knocks him off the bike yep he is getting up off the ground puts his hands in the air like what's what going hell? on and he starts to bend down to pick up his bike and the cop did a flying kick at him yep. and knocked him down and pulled a gun on him. Yep. I remember, remember that. Yeah, that department got fucked and that guy got a lot of money and he deserved to get that. $180,000. Yeah. Right. Point of all this is it cost the hurt. citizenships. And I don't think this was but. that. I really don't. Well, I mean, I've looked at it and I've watched it and I've watched it and I'm... Please, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not deliberately playing devil's advocate, but there's more to this than meets the eye. So, Liza, is, is your question, is this cop rage? Yeah, that I was just going to ask. This is something I was going to bring up. <clears throat> First thing I want to say is I don't think in any city that this is okay, in any situation. I, 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 I'm guessing that this guy is really going to get nailed. Listeners, I, go ahead and weigh in on I think on this in one. any situation that a car... Uh, taking down a motorcycle unless there's a group of school children in a parade at the next intersection you know and he has to take them down because you know they can't even they can't use spikes on motorcycles there's a lot a lot of things there's policies you cannot use if they can't use spikes on motorcycles you certainly can't use a car um but here's my thing and this goes back to our conversation from last week and bex and her road rage hmm. i think these police officers are dealing with something similar to road rage yeah. Bex at the time this was happening you felt completely justified that you were doing the right thing by trying to stop this woman who was on her phone while driving I felt like I was protecting other people that was what you felt at that <laughs> moment mm -hmm. and I was endangering myself and that's right. the trade-off and that wasn't a good idea yeah, and I was... think I think from what I've heard it was kind of a perfect storm because she endangered Henry and you're kind of protective towards Henry anyway. Most people. Well, 
Yeah, but certainly because I know you've got history with Henry. Sure. So well, I think she'd do the same for me too. No, I, I think would. she'd do yeah. the same for everyone. But it was kind of a perfect storm, and it, you know, I've kind of been there myself, and it's almost like your eyes roll back in your head and you see red. Uh, yeah, and I, I was like the Incredible Hulk at that moment. Right. Um, well, my, can I tell my son? Uh, well, no, we're not actually. We covered that, that last week. week. We're not getting into it. I'm just making the point mm-hmm. that I think she felt at the time what she was doing the right thing, I, and the cop probably thought. This is what I need I, to do to do my job. And is I that think that the cops in these cases are dealing with something like road rage. So I, 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 I have cop family and past cop family. And anybody that knows cops, some cops are just wound tight. And mm-hmm, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's total kind. I mean, you don't hit someone with your car because of a minor traffic violation. I mean, my take on it is is there's there's different levels. And, yeah, depending on the crime, there is a level. A, anytime you run from the cops, whether it's on a car right. or by foot, you're going to get fucked up. They don't so, like it, and they're going to beat you down. I'm not saying he was running or not, and it's certainly not justified. The question is, why do we have cops that are wound up? Because, 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 it's, it's because, cop, because cops the, are drawn yeah, yeah, from crazy. the public the same as we are. And the, yeah. the, the factor of the matter is, number one, cops draw their ranks from the public. That's what number one and number two. I mean, they they deal with some pretty rough parts of society. Uh, sure. Generally, if a cop lights you up, pull over. Yeah, and not all cops are like that, but some are. And those, when you see, it's probably not that big of a percentage, but there are because they get amped you know, up for any 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 number of reasons. I, I hate should. to sound boring. I've been pulled over by the cops in my car. I've been pulled over by the cops on my bike, and I'm always polite as possible. I say as little as possible. I give them exactly what they want. I don't give them any lip. I make sure I'm respectful and. I generally, I go on my way generally without incident. So, so just to revisit last week and my police officer experience, it was clear the police officers were upset with that that woman driving recklessly and endangering motorcyclists. And one of the officers who who spoke with me first said, "I." completely understand in fact i was riding and had somebody open up a car door while i was splitting lanes and i wanted nothing more than to pull this person out and have a nice talk with them but they didn't this officer did more than have a talk this officer actually incurred damage to a motorcyclist with a vehicle right i'm i'm not i'm just trying to explain why it why i think it may have happened it's not right but cops are people too Mm -hmm. and uh that's the thing you also you have to remember that you have to remember that there's so many videos out there of people being jackasses stunters and hooligans and taunting the police right not to mention there's a lot of people who know that there is a no pursuit policy and just take off i'm not naming names but we were having a conversation there was a conversation happening out in the garage today uh similar to this and there were a couple people said well yeah i i run from cops i'm like what that's like asking for six months in jail however we have to remember a lot of people do that who knows how many bikers this guy has encountered it's wrong i think he's gonna get screwed on this i think he should the, even the when you the police, yeah the cop yeah. or the when state, you look at you look at the videos they're probably not gonna get screwed all that badly look at the videos of like the um the 12 o'clock boys who are taunting and doing wheelies and kicking police cars mm-hmm. and leading them on chases those guys never take them out well there are a lot of juveniles too with the 12 o'clock boys this is kind of a different situation 
than that. Yeah, well, sometimes I, when it's a uh, containment is a better policy than the actual takedown. Maybe that's just what they're going on, but I don't know. How I'd like to suggest a on. policy, and that is before you do something, think about whether or not you want to see it on the front page of the paper above the right. fold. If you don't, don't do it. For well, everybody. Yes. Badger knows that. advice from Carmel. Very sad. Who used to work in the judicial branch. I mean, this this kind of rolls into the next uh, topic because, like I said, I think just like Bex had road rage, and I think she crossed a line by trying to open up a woman's car door. And I... and. <laughs> I think that in this case, <laughs> I think in this case, the cops had another version of road rage, and they crossed a line. Um, but everyone has their own idea of where that line is. So, I'm just going to say it's possible that I crossed a line this week. Yes. So I Did want you smash to, a windshield? No. Habitual line crosser. So I want to explain what <laughs> happened. Um, uh, so, you know, I have my Super Duke for sale on Craigslist. Oh and I've had nothing but scammers, <laughs> as you know, and I usually try and, like, bait them and keep the conversation going. Cause, well, that's your first mistake. <clears throat> Wait, is this actually no, road are, rage? Are, no, 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 those are scammers. This is but crossing I had, the line. I had um, a legitimate person contact me. Did this person know who you are? No. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you're famous. So, my Super Duke, I have it on Craigslist listed for $5,600. Right, okay. so I got a text that said, "Offering four thousand, firm for the KTM. I can come by any day this week." I responded with, "No way," and he responded with, "Bitch." Wow, and that's where it should have stopped. Then I said, "Seriously," mm. and he responded with, "Do you want me to say it in Spanish?" So now I'm like, "Okay." Game on. Game on. I do not like bullies. So I'm like, sure. Is he a bully or is he just a guy being a shithead? Because there's, a, there's well, a, quite a the definition difference? of what there's a well, big difference between a bully and a guy being a shithead. So I said, uh, sure, why not? And he didn't respond. So then I'm like, still waiting. Mm-hmm. And then I started researching his phone number and finding out who he is and where he lives. Oh, dear. Uh oh. Thank you, Google. And so I'm like, so you're done then? And he said, I said, is, oh, by the way, is this Mark or Mario I'm talking to? Because <laughs> there were a couple Duh. names. And he says, who the fuck are you talking to? Liza. <laughs> you and your piece of shit bike. Creepy. I said, okay, just curious why you have so much anger towards someone you don't know. Um, I said, judging by your attitude, I don't think a Super Duke is the right bike for you. It requires maturity and finesse. I would suggest you start on a Ninja 250. (laughs) Something easier for you to handle. It gets better. He says, Uh let me guess, you started out on a TTR 125. I can tell you can't ride for shit. It's in your speech. And I said, no, actually, a GS650 when I was 12. And he said, couldn't be any gayer. Oh, and little did he know. <laughs> I said, well, you. I said, then tell you what, after you've finished your therapy, you should be ready for an SV650. <laughs> Oh my but God! Just curious, what the shots? Wow, this that is with a real person. So, this is like I enemy I'm like, lines. I'm like, I'm like, so what? What do you ride now? Um, I said, with, now it sounds with like your dating. with your inseam, <laughs> you may want to start on a Rebel 250 first. Oh God! I said you wouldn't want you tipping over a stoplight. How embarrassing that would be! And he said, "You're a dumb ass bitch." Just letting you know. Mm. And uh, so you were getting to him. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm like, okay. well, too bad we got off to such a bad start. I feel like we could have been such good friends. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, please tell me you're not some psycho. I'm assuming you're just a young guy who was abused as a child and now takes it out on the world. Oh, and I'm that's where we sorry. crossed the line. I said, sorry you were a victim, dude. That sucks. <laughs> that's, so, that's, so there's that, the line. How long between the first text and that one? Oh, this is minutes. And then I said, well, it's been a pleasure conversing oh, with you. Take some advice. Don't be such a dick with people. It's never going to get you anywhere. Um, could have left it there. But she didn't. I didn't. Um, I started researching. Oh, what can I do with this? And I will admit, I did do some research and found a great way to get people back. Do we have a surprise Cat guest? Catfacts.com. Yeah, but you have to pay for hold that. Hold on. No, no, no. This is good. Oh, can we and call I, him? No, no. And I will say... We have the phone I will number. say I didn't do this, which is why I felt like I hadn't crossed the line, but I found out... No, we're not going to call him. Oh, if you No. Listen. Oh, please. Jesus if you, Christ. I can't believe I'm in the company of some immature people. If you really want to piss someone off, you create a Craigslist ad for a free TV and put their phone number. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the first thing you've done. And they will get thousands. Unfortunately, of casual phone calls. owners is no longer. Okay, flat uh, screen. So, so I was like, ooh, I could do that. And then I thought, you know what? I no, that's a little mean. I that's said instead, so funny. and this is where no, do it for housing. This, hold on, this is where I may have crossed the line, but I'm just going to say I draw my line elsewhere. Um, I did go onto our Recycle Santa Cruz Facebook page. I listed his phone number and what had happened. Jesus Christ! And I said, here's the deal. I'm throwing this out there to to my friends out there. Um, send him a text, but. I said, I said, don't don't make it mean I only want to. So you started a harassment campaign. I started a harassment campaign, which is dumb. Now, Carmel, you (laughs) saw this post. I did. What did you do? I sent him a text when I couldn't sleep at 2.32 (laughs) a.m. That said, dude, seriously? <laughs> Thank you. Those were the kind of things I wanted. No, I didn't want to go like. Oh, me. you have no control. And you know what, Carmel? I expect better from you. Get it was sleep Adam, deprivation. Everyone, it might be sleep <laughs> deprivation. I'll tell you where everything went wrong, Liza. And I'm sorry to be so boring. No, when okay. he sent his offer of four thousand bucks, you should have said. Thanks. It's a solid offer, but I'm holding out for a little more right now. And it would have ended. So you're saying I I was the first shot when I said no way. Yes, just by saying no way. Yeah, you got to always be diplomatic. Always be diplomatic. You can say, look, I know it's a solid offer, but right now I'm holding out for a little more. And that would have been the end of it. We're just trying to justify your childness at this point. No, I I will say I would probably do it again. But fortunately, there's someone in this room who wouldn't do that and has a manager status on the Facebook page and knocked, yeah. removed I, the post promptly deleted it. because knocked. it was very petty. Now, this it's is where just I'm, petty. This is where I'm not getting it into an argument with him. Community. because we have a little help he, like, from our friends? Because he was doing what he thought <laughs> was right, now. and I'm not going to tell him that wasn't right. But I do feel like 
I don't appreciate somebody who's a bully like that, and I was going to stand up to him, and I was going to use our army to do it. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you did that, and but I, I knock, knock alluded to it, and what he did was wrong, right? Regardless right. of what, what your response, you don't say that to someone, so that was wrong. But one thing you have to you think about is when you throw it up on the internet like that, then you, you've just lost control of what's going to happen. And, you know, nor I'm sure it's nothing but like this, but once you do that, you open up a can of worms and, and like, like you said, you're, you're, you've lost control of the conversation. And people get fucked up online. That's why, like, I'm kind of done with Facebook these days <clears throat> because of this kind of stuff. Right. And I agree with, I agree. It's like, it, it's like when someone does something shitty to you in traffic. Like, what I do is I just drop a gear and I ease on down the road and I try to put it out of my mind. Like, right. And, and that's the way to do it because, unfortunately, there, there are people who live two lives and they can lead a perfectly normal perfectly sane life in reality but when they get online they are batshit crazy hmm. and Call behind, an i hate to or go or back to the this wheel of the car you've sh fired the first shot you actually fired the first shot did he escalate it damn right he did and i'm not condoning no that Oh, I do. I think that's an incredibly rude response. No way. Yeah, just no way. Well, that's all the, you put. I think that you know is what a what's very the value rude of the response. bike. You, you don't the bike answer for? the I'm, email. I'm, I'm asking yeah. 5600. You put okay. 5600. So uh, did you say firm on the price on the on the ad? No, I asked her that. I said okay. OBO. She said it still no. doesn't matter. You, I mean, you don't like, call it sounds that. like okay. it sounds like we are blaming the victim by telling lies that she didn't do things right. And I agree with it, that. It, it, it's that's not cool. It's not but cool. It's it's not cool. But I also know that I, little, I feel a little bit like a hypocrite because Bex was in this heated situation, and I said you crossed a line. But then here I'm the one in this heated situation right. that I feel completely justified, and you knocks like you crossed the line. So I'm like, yeah, I can see that i'm just putting my line over here so I, I i have a question as far as different decisions you could have made did you contact craigslist and say hey this guy is behaving inappropriately no because it came through a text message he, well it doesn't matter you can number. still report him like it was an uber I don't driver i don't have his no, craigslist I, id yeah actually you, no. you can't right. you actually put your own that. phone number on craigslist i think so really why would you do that don't, don't do that anymore you know i maybe i, well, maybe honest, I didn't maybe he does know me oh shit Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can I try and be a voice of common sense here? No. You don't know who you're dealing with on Craigslist. So a little bit of diplomacy goes a long way. Which is good for people buying and selling their bikes. Right, Which exactly. Just advice. be diplomatic. If somebody sends you an offer that you don't like, rather than just no way, which to me is quite a rude response, you know, just say, hey, that's a great offer, but... I need a little more. And if you'd have put that, I think that would have been the end of it. But something enraged him from there, and it escalated. The thing obviously escalated very, very quickly, because both you and our friend, wherever he was from, are a pair of hotheads. When you say I'm not no going to say where he was from, but, his penis. but it is very near a big <laughs> prison. Okay. Uh, uh, the, the fact that you can find out information about persons yeah. online so, is... On he, the flip side, I'm going to just... A little positive end to this, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, myself, found a wallet and looked online and found the person, their phone number, their address. It was really late, so I, I tried the phone and didn't get a response. So I, I rode over to their place, didn't get a response, and then I called again and got that. But the fact is, is that person, all of their information, 
their physical address was available online. Right. So that just kind of chimes in. It could yeah. be good. It could be bad. And so just be aware. So so let me run this by you, Liza. Had you enraged him enough, he could get enough information on you that he sure. could actually jump in his car on his that. bike and come over here and mess you I up. I consider that. But that's why I wasn't trying to be mean and I wasn't trying to so, you know, really threaten, be threatening, but no, no, be no, no, sparring. That, that's still sparring. online. It's, it's online but, harassment. But, you don't but, like that he bullied exactly. you and you turn around and bullied exactly. him to pull a point. Here's the so. thing. I felt like I'd reached a point like where I'm I'm standing up to this one. I you do that so with every annoyed. single one though. It's like it's not like you oh like this guy deserves it. I know you do it with every I single know. one. Well, so, scammers well, are one thing, but this is a real person. So my only thing is just be nicer. Scammers are yeah, real people internet too. dealings, please. Well, you know, it, I I listed my little pickup truck on Craigslist. I got nothing but scammers, but the difference. I knew there were scam calls coming in, and. To every scam that came in are just thanks, but no thanks. And that's it. And you move on with your life. I don't even, even bother with Well, I think that's perfect time to move on from thank this you. topic. So, Knock, thank you for being a voice of reason there. <laughs> and, and the internet can also be used for incredible good, right? Um, but it can. it's great for kitty yeah, videos. It's full of porn. The internet is also good <laughs> for getting updates. Updates on things like the GS Trophy going on right Carmel. now in Mongolia. So we've got a couple friends over there. We know that Jocelyn is there with the one of the women's teams, the uh, Oz America. Oz America, and then we also our friend Sean Thomas, BMW mm-hmm. Ambassador Extraordinaire. He's there. He's not one of the three writers but he's the media guy he's the media guy for the u.s men's team but he's there living with them and he's got a bike he's got everything so he's actually a part of the team so you want to give us an update on how they're doing sure so it is let's see it is sunday here it is monday there and monday 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 the men's team (laughs) there's been a there was a little complication with scoring apparently and so the initial report I got for the men's U.S. team was that they were in second place behind China, and scoring was reworked, and the U.S. Team USA men's team is currently in first. Oh my! After the first day, seven <laughs> seven more days to go. And that sounds fishy. Can we just just for listeners who might be tuning in for the first time for this podcast, a little brief? What is GS Trophy Award? BMW? Why Mongolia? Why are there you know two women's teams and an American just men's Google team? It. Real quick. <laughs> okay, Google is good. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. a long if explanation. Pause the podcast. And so there Google. are twenty. <laughs> Let me just say there are 21 three-person teams representing 18 countries, um, one VIP team, two women's teams, and then the remainder are the men's teams. So the women's team that Jocelyn and Bettina are on placed above the other women's team, but unfortunately in second to last place. Oh, nasty business. Mm-hmm. But um, they did a great job The after a 13... In a, 13-hour day after an intense ride of, I think it was 270 kilometers, they had a navigate by GPS on foot challenge, and the women U.S. team uh, kicked the men's butts, apparently. They were in their moto gear, running around in the desert, 
and the good news is they beat the other te- women's team mm. and there are seven more days of challenges and mm-hmm. riding to go so, so i heard so that we bikes. that's great here in the states or, or elsewhere not in mongolia actually have a really beautiful opportunity to help the women's team succeed even we further. or the Do. men's team or the men's teams so or or any team, any right? team so as much as the gs is about riding and challenges there are big points at stake <clears throat> for two photo contests so here mm. on the west coast the first photo op voting opens tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. and will run until Tuesday at 9 a.m. So that's cool. Monday. So it's which bike looks the best in front of Starbucks? No, no. <laughs> I, I am pictures pretty darn sure there are the no Starbucks in Mongolia. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I'll bet there are. <laughs> There's like a special girt <laughs> just for Starbucks. Did you say a girt? A, a, yurt. a, yurt. a yurt. No, yurt. the the girt is short for yogurt. There, no, they're yurts, but then what? I saw on the videos that they call them Gert. Okay. Well, ah, I could be wrong. Very so, good. so we're gonna keep up. Um, so we're gonna ask people to go to gstrophy.com and vote for the picture that has U.S. women bikes number two six two and two six three, and I don't know Julia the Australian woman's bike number. But if they are, and it's not clear to me whether or not we're going to be able to see who i mean in riding gear they all have matching bikes they all have matching helmets except they have their names on them look so, for the short ones yeah <laughs> the team is kind of tall cool so um also sean thomas on facebook he's been updating people so this is going on and i think by next sunday we'll have another update i hope i hope so too and also um for the women's team uh jamie is their press person and she is posting updates on adv pulse <laughs> so you know, even though the women aren't doing as well as we'd hope, there's one thing that Jocelyn is such an amazing <coughs> rider. I would I would put her on any bike anywhere. I would be very curious to see how she would do at Airs Baird Rodeo. I just got to say, Jocelyn is not just an amazing rider. She's an amazing person. Well, speaking of Airs Baird, it's happening right now. And what's the big it, it, news well, out of there? Happened. Bam, bam, bam. This is true. To, so, bam, Jim, bam, bam. you have an update for us? So, uh, a bit of an update, because it happened this afternoon. We didn't have a chance to watch it, but, but it was a good motorcycle weekend all around, because we had MotoGP also in Italy, but we're not... So much to catch we're up We're not going to talk not, about it, because okay. Isaac hasn't seen it yet. First, but, second, uh, and third. Valentino Rossi Rosa. won first, second, and third. Isaac's like, don't do 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 it. Wait a minute, explain that. How if he came in first, who was in second and third? Everybody else crashed. So, but anyway, also in Europe, you have Erzberg, the Erzberg Rodeo, which is the Red Bull Erzberg Hair Scramble. They have some other events, but I thought you were going to say Erzberg Hairspray. Erzberg. What what is Erzberg? If you have not. Thing is so gnarly. It's in a mine. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nuts. It's like an open pit mine. In like uh, the Black Forest, right? Uh, it's I think Germany, it's yeah. Austria yeah. or something Aust- like that. Austria, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, it's a big open pit mine, and it's it's a hard enduro event. So I think it's a couple of hours um, of crazy riding out of this pit. So five. But you age five years. 
Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think around fifteen hundred or so. I'm off a little bit. Riders try to qualify. Do you the, Do you remember? Um, was it two years ago or last year? Last when year. Uh, Cody Webb was in uh, Carl's din- dinner. Carl's dinner, which is these giant like VW bug size rocks. Yeah, like miles. He's over, over mile and he's like stopped and he's exhausted. And the cameraman and a guy run up to him with a microphone, go, "How are you doing?" And he vomits <laughs> I think I'm gonna die I think I'm gonna die <laughs> and then rides off well he podiumed which is kind of cool. <laughs> no like it starts with like 1500 people yeah. try and qualify I think 500, 500 start multiple like deaths 10 finish and there are some years that really? no one finished yeah some years nobody finished. so this is literally about what? half of them don't even get yeah. past so, the first yeah yeah so so, it, so it's a difficult event so it goes th- out of this mine some gnarly hill climbs uh you're going through the woods it's just it, you know there's massive boulder stuff so yeah some years no people have finished last year I think what eight or ten finished so a couple of notable things mm-hmm. this year um Alta was supposed to have its first electric motorcycle right. and i can't find out what happened so the alta motorcycle was stolen a few days before the race what so, van so was uh, lyndon poskett was the the rider for alta and he had two bikes and all of his generator gear everything and this was in england i think on his way there oh, oh i find that gosh. very hard to believe there's no thieves in england especially darling. not motorcycle thieves everything. no Everything was stolen. I thought it was the Czech Republic or something. So, but uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm curious to find out what happened with Alta because, but they uh, placed really well. I want to say he made it I, the first I group, top fifty riders. Said that. Did, did you see that was, they provided him ex- more bikes? You know, and I think there was a second possible wow. rider. That's what I can't yeah, figure out. They haven't got the news on it yet, but, but I'll probably watch sucked. it tonight. Totally sucks. It would have been nice to see all to compete. But like I said, in the qualifying, they did quite well. And I think they were in the first group, if not the first row. Unfortunately, also in the qualifying, the prologue event, um, Cody Webb was injured. And oh, yeah. he was not able to compete in the actual rodeo. So Cody... I know he's local talent um, who has podiumed, I think, mm-hmm. two of the last three years, and he's the nicest guy ever. We, oh, Cody we, we Webb's so, fantastic. Yeah. He's, a guy's he's like great eight foot tall, too. He's awesome. <laughs> he's, but, um, so that was a bummer. Colton Haker also, I think, well, yeah. he had a real good qualifying as well, I want to say, in the front row. Possibly, I think he got the whole shot, but I couldn't find if he finished or not either. And where's Colton from? Well, originally he's from like Aroma, south that way, right. Watsonville area. But I think he's down south now. Okay. Um, but still, he's another one of those crazy, hard dudes. But um, anyway, it's on Red Bull TV, I think. But if you haven't seen uh, the Ayersberg Roadie, it's definitely worth watching because it's just fucking nuts. So yeah, the first thirty it, seconds, it's just gnarly. Doesn't make any sense, but it's amazing. But it's one of the best parts of the race. Yeah. First thirty seconds, so they start out like I don't know, like fifty dudes at once, and they rip. And generally, there's a massive mud puddle yeah. in like the first two hundred yards, so they all rip through. It, which means most of the field, I'm sure, can't see shit. Hold on, that thud was the sound of a Toblerone being yeah. sailing across the room. I told him to throw like a javelin. And I want to say so thank lucky. you to the listener that sent us the Thank Toblerone. you, Toblerone. We, Sorry. And Mal, back to the mud puddle. Oh, anyway, so they ripped through a mud puddle. Then it's just this nasty-ass hill climb up out of this, this loose dirt that gets worse and worse. So by the time the third, second, fourth <laughs> wave of riders go, it's just chaos. Guys riding over each other uh-huh. and bikes flying <laughs> everywhere. Arms and limbs flying. So, but anyway, um, witness me one after another. Witness me. Witness me. Witness. Witness. So, but uh, I'll give you the results of top ten, and no surprise that the silent assassin Graham Jarvis from Great Britain, yeah, number one, and of course another Brit. 
Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Who had wait, actually, the best name His real ever. name is Johnny Walker? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, and he's fast. Uh, Manuel Lettenbeckler. And consistent. Oh, he's not a Brett. No. Well, anyway, so that was third. Right. And then Wade Young, Billy Bolt goes down from there. Taddy came in eighth. Oh, cool. So he dominated when this first started coming out. So, um, But it's a whole event. So if you haven't checked out oh, Red cool Bull beans. TV. Oh, it's so good. Red yeah, Bull Red Bull TV boss. and you can watch the event. So yeah, that it was cool. Is awesome. And then it's also been Isle of Man. Yes. Um, and there has been at least one death mm-hmm. yep. Is Yuri over there? No, no, not this year. So isn't wasn't that something like the two hundred and fifty sixth death in the running of the Isle of Man? Yeah, like a hundred and something years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hundred and ten years, uh, two hundred and fifty six deaths. The average uh, two deaths per event. Right. And um, the the amount of deaths actually is consistently going down, um, certainly amongst Mad Sunday. And for those of you who don't oh, know, yeah, Mad, Mad Sunday is when <laughs> you can take your own bike around the Isle of Man circuit and give it as much of the beans as you want. And uh, there were always a few deaths back in the day because, of course, we were all riding like 100 horsepower superbikes with no handling, no brakes. And, and no bikes gear. are considerably better now. They're, they're certainly faster, but they go around corners and stop better as well. I'm just, I'm just killing all the segues tonight. Speaking of deaths. Yes. <laughs> Emma. Yeah. Um, what? Yes. Yeah, um, I'm very, no, I'm very sad to report. You remember about six months ago, we were talking about the uh, death of Road Rider in San Jose. Uh, yeah, which is sorry, their local parts, yeah. parts show. Um, local brick and mortar. Not 2.0. Just, Road Rider. Right, that's the class. It's like cycle gear, but it's, it's yeah, like local way shop. better. Serious um, yeah, yeah, Road Rider. Yeah, nice so just around the corner, um, and it, it absolutely breaks my heart to tell tell everyone this. Um, that Rabers is no more. Wow. We've talked about Rabers quite often. It uh, specializes in um, vintage British bikes. We do field trips all right. the time there because they let us just parade through and go through all of their so shelves and warehouses. What, um, <laughs> what happened? So Bob Raber um, has basically been involved in riding motorbikes for over 70 years. Yes. He's been in the motorcycle industry for 60 yeah, they were definitely full of British bikes and um, crotchety old men. Crotchety old men, <laughs> British bikes and parts, and um, Bob's wife, Betty, has not been well the last couple of years. Oh, no. And Bob's just, he said, I've had enough. I'm done. I need to look after my wife. This is where my priorities are. Um, he has a son, Mike, who I like very much. I'm very chummy with all the ravers. And Mike's just got no interest in carrying on the business. And so they're folding it. And as of two weeks ago, it was officially closed. Mm. So what are they, what's the plan with all the inventory? It's going to auction on August the 4th. Wow. You have to be there to bid on it. Um, I'm not. And much as I'd like some of the stuff, I don't want to remember Rabers that way. And I've been going to Rabers pretty much since I was fresh off the boat 25 years ago. And at the moment, I'm still kind of trying to recover from it. But I've got a BSA on my bench right now at home. It might be the last British bike I do. I really don't know what I'm going to do. Because it's so much been a part of my life, is rebuilding these things and oh i need something so i'll just jump in my truck or ride my bike go up to san jose get what i need and come back and that's not going to be something i can do anymore 
And mm-hmm. if I buy stuff online, I can't monitor the quality. I don't know what I'm getting until it arrives. And I can't build bikes to the standard I have in the past. Because when you go to Rabers, the best thing about Rabers is you say, okay, I want a crankshaft bearing for a 1969 BSA Thunderbolt. They say, okay, well, if you go upstairs, have a look there. And they've got about 30 of them. Meticulously organized. And you just pick the best one. Well, that's what's cool is they'll let you just wander around. Right, right, right. You just pick the best one. And I can't do that anymore. Which basically means if somebody brings their British bike for me to build, I'm going to have to buy a part online from the usual suspects online, who I've had very good service from in the past. But... You still don't know what's arriving until it arrives. So it, it's a massive hole in my life, and it's going to be a massive hole in a lot of other people's yeah. life who love English bikes. Well, you know what? I mean, it was just a few years ago that we would go over, and one day we'd do the British Bike Show. Right. We Then we'd go to Rabers, and then we'd go to Road Rider. Exactly. That's they're it. They're all three. And they're all gone. But I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I mean, the British Bike Show, um, it was the last one two years ago. Or last year, I can't remember. But it was a shadow of its former self. I remember in the 90s when I first started going, it was massive. You could hardly move. The bikes were wonderful. The crowds were just, it was heaving. And then the last one, it it was thin. It was really thin. Yeah. You know, it's changing. Um, Well, yeah, we're sad to see him go. But there is some good news here. Today. Yes. There's hope. There's a difference. There is a good news because somebody here bought a new bike this week, and that's always good. Cool. Who bought a new bike? That was another good segue. Thank you. You're like Segway Queen. Thing. I know. <laughs> I wish it was an old BSA flat tracker. <laughs> oh, man. It was even better, though. Oh, I'm biased. Never mind. Wait, you are. What did you get? What did you get? <laughs> uh, okay, so I scored a 2007 uh, KLX. 250. Oh, that's a good bike. So this is to basically replace your DR350 that blew up and we haven't been able to find an engine for. Right, yeah. It it didn't blow up. I kind of killed it. So I'll take accountability. But yeah, so, and we've been talking about this. I've been in the market for another dual sport and we talk about how there's not great mid-weight dual sports out there. So at least where we are, the names that come up are like the DRZ400 um, or the WR250 are really Mm -hmm. the big ones. Unless you want to get into the European bikes, which, you know, I had no interest in. Bocudola. Yeah, and it just so happened uh, a guy I know who has a cabin up in the mountains, up in the Sierras, uh, had a, had this bike. And he's like, I'm only riding it a couple of times a year. I got a couple of other little bikes, hundreds and shitty rides around up there. And he's like, if you want it, yeah, go go for it. So He got um, it for a steal. Yeah, so I scored it for uh, 1700 bucks. Um, he did the thing where he bought it in Nevada. Uh, you know, get out of the sales tax, I guess, and all that kind of shit. But you can't bring a Nevada bike to California and <laughs> register it because of the emissions unless or until it has 7,000 miles on it. So he bought it in Nevada, registered it, blah, blah, all that there. Brought it, yeah, brought it here and put the drill on yep. the speedometer and put 7,000 oh miles on it in his garage. Yeah, who puts 7,000 miles on a KLX? So, uh, Wait a minute. I'm about no, to. Hold on. I have 37,000 miles in this room. So it's been interesting. I mean, the bikes I own are the bikes I can afford. You know, they're not the bikes I want necessarily. You will not be sorry. It is so much much fun it is a little tractor it will do whatever you ask of it and you will love it well now hang on yeah let's let's talk for a moment kind of like where's where's the red line on that bike (laughs) it's like like 10.5 i think yeah it's higher on his and where's all the power 
Uh, well, it actually, it does <laughs> start four. in the mid range. So, but <laughs> right. you know, six seven, it, it, it's so it does have some mid mid level torque. Um, but it's been fun. I was worried it was going to be underpowered, so the guy I got it from had done a couple of mods. Um, what you're running it? stock it's a gearing single, on it? right? Yes, yeah, <laughs> stock gearing. Wow, it's a I, single that revs to ten. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's a yeah. short stroke, Jeez. short stroke uh, engine based on I was the KLX say, Does it use a Red Bull can as a piston? <laughs> Uh, no. No, but um, it uses the same shims as the new Tigers. Oh, okay. Good so, to know. but uh, yeah, so I was worried it's going to be a little underpowered. So anyway, the guy I bought it from it had, had jetted the car, put a new muzzy pipe on it, which is cool. That'd be a it good sounds con- great. Good he jetted it for there. altitude. Uh, is it riding okay? <laughs> no, no, just for speed. Actually, we talked about that. It, it's a little lean, not is it? Yeah, it's All a little right. lean. So um, next week. Oh, next week you're not here, Jim. I'm in LA, right? So the following week, um, I want to fatten that thing up a little bit because okay. it it it's it sounds to me like it's jetted for altitude. Yeah, well, it's jetted for about thirty three thousand feet. Oh yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. So. We need to fatten that up. But anyway, I uh, got it and uh, it runs good. He did some upgrades on the front fork, so you did an upgrade on the gear shift. Uh, <laughs> that was I know that was Bex. So we'll Wait, get there in a second. What did Bex do to the gear shift? So Don't we um, talk, so gear shifts. I got it last Tuesday. We I put new tires on it. I went with the uh, the six oh sixes, which is a, a very traditional dual sport tire. I had the tractionators on it before mm-hmm. uh, the Moto Zs, which were bitching as far as dirt bite. Like run those at ten pounds, and they were awesome. So those but, KLXs are twenty one and eighteen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a traditional yeah. size. Yeah, but um, but they were real loud on the on the road and stuff. So I went with those 606s just to try them out. I'd never had a pair. So we went to Hollister to go riding yesterday up in the hills. And uh, and it was great. It was a hoot. It had plenty of power. It's definitely all up at the high end. So right. the three the DR350 was more of a tractor, where this one's much more, more zippy, more peppy. But it's light. It's lean. It had plenty of power for me. You know, I'm so not, are you riding it kind of like a two-stroke? Almost, yeah, yeah almost. Um, but it still has that mid-range power, so you don't have to always have it in this narrow band up high. Although when you do, it's pretty bitching. It's just hard to get used to. I'm not used to a dirt bike revving that high. Yeah. But I knew uh-huh. the, the the acid test would be some hill climbs, and we did some you know moderate hill climb stuff, and it ate it up. Like so, it got your fat ass up there. It, it well, that's the fat <laughs> ass test is big because it's got to haul me around. But um, yeah, it, it's more zippy than the DR was, so I'm I'm happy with it so cool. far. You know, I'm gonna do a couple of things. I'll throw new bars on it some legit bark busters and engine guard um and go from there but yeah it's it's, it's been a hoot so i'm stoked but then yeah nice. cool. bex did a couple of mods on it <laughs> so at the end of the day she was riding the ttr at the end of the day i'm like here try this one so she hops on it and what was the first one <laughs> i look up in the parking lot and there's bex picking the bike up in the parking lot I'm like, oh. he told me to go do the kitty track and i was like get it out of the I way i don't first. know about the kitty track and it's so, a tall bike isn't it it's a tall bike, but I have, I'm fortunate I have a, a long inseam or a large inseam. And um, so I end up going uh, around the first loop and then going to enter the kitty track. I was like, okay, I get this, but where is that power band, right? So I'm turning and then I found it and I did the splits <laughs> and I held the bike up ish, maybe a few inches off the ground is what I hope, but um, picked it up and then went on the kitty track and proceeded to uh, go around, have some fun, experience the zippiness that you were talking about, um, and then fell another. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah, you bit that. The, bent yeah. the, the lever. The, the shift lever, like 90 degrees. But um, anyway, just the bike buy, ran good. Just buy like five pairs. And what, the one thing was I was concerned about could it haul my ass through the desert and do some of the riding yeah. like I really want to do. And after talking to um carmel. carmel today yeah i saw there i met a guy down there who had a paddle tire on his rear 
Well, it's like it's like and a, he yeah. was zipping through Glamis. Oh, it's wow. like a little DRZ. Wow. It's like a little little bumper with a radiator. Very green. It's very green. Very good. As Kawasaki should be. As they should be, exactly. Oh, it's but I will say, Bex took a gnarly wipeout yesterday and <laughs> did quite well, except for her swollen thumb. She pulled a Sago Lane move, <laughs> uh, or at least an injury, but it was it was a good gnarly... It was, she I didn't paid laugh. the thumbtacks. I didn't laugh. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but the you bounced tacks. up really well. <laughs> <laughs> you Thank had, like, you. three crashes yesterday. I did. I but, crashed three times. But his, his pickle tickler is fun. Very good. Can so, I uh, briefly talk about an epic ride that myself and Henry and Harrison did yesterday. Only in two minutes. You got two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we rode all the way south on Highway 1 down to Big Sur and beyond, pretty much till the road finished. Yep. Mm-hmm. Took Ferguson Nascimento Road mm-hmm. over to Fort Hunter Liggett. Ended up just north of King City. Went south through King City. Took one of my favorites, Metz Road, which goes from King City to Soledad back through Spreckles. It's about a 250-mile loop. Yep. Um, epic ride. Nice. It really was in high speed because I'm was... um, first outing for my new ride, mm-hmm. the RF900. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is fast as fury. I yeah. love that Very thing. Very clean bike. And has yeah. the best tail light in all of motorcycling. Oh, too. by far. By far. I mean, when you, we, me and Henry switched bikes because I was very eager to try out the uh, the Guzzi and he was very eager to try it. I was just mesmerized by the taillight on the RF. It mm-hmm. is so sexy. Um, but just a really, really nice ride. Um, and Harrison's riding, he's really still starting out, but he's doing so well on that Tiger 1050 of his. Mm-hmm. He broke 5,000 miles. Yep. Oh, I did want to point out, uh, Harrison was here today, and he was saying, yeah, you know, um, hey, Liza, can you help me find a project? Because, <laughs> you know, my Tiger's running good. I don't need to do anything, but I want to do wrenching. I want a project bike. I want to suffer. And I, I said, well, hold on, Harrison. Let's take a moment. Let's take a look at this Tiger. You know, how, how many miles do you have on it? What do you say? Like third? It's got like 17,000. No, so it's I, almost 20,000. So something go. like that. And I said... Have you uh, have you adjusted? Uh, have your you valves? cleaned your chain? Clean and oiled your chain. Have you adjusted your valves? Have yeah. you flushed your brake fluid? And he's like, no, no. no. Like, well, Change there you go. Why don't you start? If you want to do wrenching instead of buying a project bike, why don't you start with doing? all the things you should be doing on your bike. And I think he was excited because now he, because before he just didn't realize he had some projects to do. He didn't, it was outside of his realm. And now he's like, Oh yeah, yeah! I can do this. I right. I can do this. I won't. So I think he's excited to get into it. So I'm looking forward. And to his seeing. his riding is really coming along in leaps and bounds too. So I think um, we've got time to do some emails. Oh, emails! Yes, what you got there. I have an email here from Jacob Clone. Anyone like to say hello to Jacob? Hey, Jacob. Hello, Thank Jacob. you. Uh, on my work, listening to you as always. And it came up on one of the best roads. Oh. And the best Hold one on. I... Have... we got to say bye to Isaac. Bye, Isaac. Oh, bye. goodbye, darling. Bye, Isaac. Oh, oh, oh I'm so disappointed else. Isaac is not reading his. Because you have to read them. <laughs> I can't read it. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Emma. Yeah. So um, he says the best one he's ridden is the SP1 in northeast Italy. Oh, yeah. Um, and if I remember right, that's on the border of Italy and Austria, I think. Um yeah, there you go. You can ride all the way to Austria and just get lost in the ride. It's pure love between you, your bike, and the twisties. 
You know, over the years, I mean, I've ridden all over Europe. Italy's a favorite. One of my favorites um, was in southern Spain. Um, years ago, my mom had a, an apartment in southern Spain. I always used to take the N332, which was a horrible road. And then they opened up the Autopista. And that mm-hmm. was fantastic because it just snaked its way down the coast. And it was always empty because nobody wanted to pay to go on it. Um, but Europe has some absolutely fantastic riding roads. Um, so, yeah, Jacob, thank you very, very much for the letter. I have ridden it. I don't remember it exactly, but I remember going from northeast Italy to Austria. So I awesome. guarantee I was pretty much on it. Well, cool. And we'll have to get a report from Kat once he's back from that, too. Knock, you got an email there? I do. I'm still reading it. <laughs> Why don't you read it out loud? Oh, shit. All right. Uh, this one's called Drink Up. Drink Up! And it's from Les Mayer. Not you, Henry. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Too soon. Yes. Too soon. Never soon enough. Uh, hey, all. Mayomoto here. I'm writing hey, from Mayomoto. Mayomoto. I am writing from Stephenville, Texas, the cowboy capital of the world. First, let me tell you what a privilege it is to not know who the fuck Norman Reedus is. Okay. <laughs> Listening since the beginning, much of my, uh, my moto knowledge was found on this show, like precious stones mined from a steaming pile of horseshit. <laughs> These nuggets of mi- wisdom helped me uh, help my midlife motorcyclist, my midlife motorcyclist, find the courage to not only take the MSF, but also buy a bike, but also eventually race off road and ride across country. Nice. Right on. Congratulations. Things, That's man. awesome. Yeah. I you drank the Kool Aid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wear gear all the time because of y'all. I carry tools and know how to use them because of y'all. Woohoo! <clears throat> your reach is greater than you think. Uh, the casual, great. Uh, yeah. And the casual comment dropped by, uh, may change someone's behavior and have big consequences. Maybe even save someone's life. Last week, <clears throat> we had a fatality at one of our local off-road races. A young local pro succumbed to what we believe at this time point to be heat exhaustion mm-hmm. uh he was separated from his bike which was nowhere near the track it was a it was a very dusty and sandy area a section uh and walked back across the track before he fell no blame just a tragedy wife and children uh talk about all the gear you want we found all his protective gear next to his bike we found him a, a very short time later a bottle of water at the time oh a bottle of water at the time might have uh, might have saved him please mention this so we move forward as we move towards the hotter part of the season, keep people in mind uh, dehydration will kill you just as fast as some old lady in a Buick or casing a triple. That's a good point. Yeah. That's yeah. Super, like when I was in, when I, what I've learned doing in the desert is bring too much gas and too much water. Yeah. Because right. you're going to need them both. Yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Scotty. Uh, Godspeed Rest number 60. Yeah. Uh, thanks for all the knowledge. Hope you to meet you guys. Uh, meet as an M-E-A-T. <laughs> Especially love you, Miss Emma. Oh, thank you, darling. Yeah, you make the quills of my ostrich boots stand quite erect. Ooh. Darling. <laughs> darling. Ooh. He's a cowboy for you, That's Emma. Awesome. Fabulous, darling. Simply right. fabulous. But so you know, uh, subject to water. On the ride yesterday, <coughs> we were riding the coast and it was nice and refreshing. Then we went inland and it got hotter than Hades mm. very, very quickly. <clears throat> we pulled over to just take a break. And Henry, oh, God bless you, Henry. He Did he offered, have to drink his pee? Uh, I didn't have to drink Henry's pee, thank <laughs> From God. From the spout. But he offered me some water, and I hadn't realized up to that point how important it was. Mm-hmm. And it's 
keep yourself hydrated, guys. Yeah. Pro, yes. pro tip. That's something I learned can, can the I hard way. Pro tip. Chime in Hold on a second. briefly about the neuroscience behind that. You can lose your ability to think clearly before you actually die. So think about that, too. And don't drink your pee. <laughs> Don't ever drink your pee. Pro tip. What about Henry's? Hold on a second. <laughs> you could get drunk off of Henry's pee. Next time, pro tip. Pro tip. Uh, the hydration starts the day before. So it if does. you're planning to do a ride, yes. drink some water before. And while you're riding, a liter an hour. Do you know how to test if you're dehydrated? All right, a couple of more emails. <laughs> all right, all right. All Talking right. about hot weather, we got one from Buzz Brown. Hey, hey Buzz, Buzz Brown. So he's from New York City. He's asking like what he should wear to ride back east in hot weather. We yeah. don't fucking Motorport. know. Tank top. We have no, no clue. No, 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 no. You wear. That's a good point. So that's all he said. Well, he's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's all gear all the time, but it's hot. What is, he we're currently riding a Titan Fox Mesh Armor Rig over and a. I did. I did send him a response. But what is right your now. response? Because so response riding in africa last year in madagascar i wore my mesh gear zipped up except open a little bit at the neck and a wet buff and every once in a while Mm -hmm. i take a sip out of my i mean we're talking 120 degrees right right, right. 80 percent humidity and i would africa hot so i would take a sip of water and spit it down my sleeves but keeping your not keeping your jacket wide open because when it's 120 degrees you're blasting yourself with 120 degree heat it's like riding in a dryer Mm -hmm. if you can keep your mesh gear zipped up and open it at the top and get a little flow through i found that worked really well and here's the thing and i have ridden in extremely hot weather before i have a mesh jacket and it felt really hot but i found the best thing for me was i kept i had two bandanas one that i kept in a small cooler of ice water every gas stop i'd fill it with ice and i would constantly change them out makes such a difference that evaporative cooling around your neck so the thing to think about is yes there are a lot of um vented mesh gear stuff like that um but racers on the track are wearing full leathers yes they're not wearing mesh they're wearing wicking undergarments and cooling right. gear. I and if found you're truly, they made me clammy. Well, for some people, riding in a hot environment, um, you may want to keep your gear and find another way to cool your body. But you know what? How, how hot did you think it was on Hunter Liggett yesterday, Henry? It was about a solid 90, 95, I would say. And I was wearing a very heavy leather jacket. My yes. leather jacket's very, very heavy. Which and least- I found by just opening the pockets and getting the flow through and opening the neck a little bit just that getting that enough. tiny breeze it was enough i was hot but not uncomfortably hot all right last email yes hi emma and everyone i like this one because it's technical so uh, hello I darling have a, i have a suzuki suzuki vx 800 Ooh, i know those he picked things up for the whopping price of 400 dollars. oh not bad not a recent runner but but did a year prior to sale. It's in okay. great shape with about 20,000 miles. Oh, the carburation on those uh, is horrible. I'm sure that's where we're going. New yes. tires, no yes, dents, yes, etc. Yes. Gas tank is Very good inside. bike, though. Um, let's see. The guy bought it from said it might have a rod knock, but wasn't sure. Right. So he, anyway, I uh, figured if I had to get a used intruder motor, he would. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It sat for a year before I bought it, so he cleaned the carbs, bought a battery, changed oil, fired up. The sound he thought might be a knock was there. I took it for a spin. Does it sound... Um, and it does smoke like a reggae concert, but I don't think the sound <laughs> is bottom end. Cam chain, maybe. I, I pulled no. the heads and barrels, hoping to do a top end. Pulled the pistons as well for a cleaning. There's no noticeable up and down play in the rods, but right. they do have a side-to-side movement. No, that's okay. How that's do normal. I know if the big ends are good or not without splitting the cases? And how do you feel about this model? I really like the UJM oh, it's brilliant. V-twin theme. So, um, 
A VX800's very, very interesting bike. It's sold like they sold none of them. And it's an intruder engine in basically a standard chassis. But it's, it, it's like cool. It's not like boring standard. It's really cool it's looking bike. It's a good bike. looking bike. It's a very, very handsome bike. Um, if there's no up and down movement and you can actually turn the engine over freely, the bottom end's good. It's as simple yep. as that. Yep. If you're hearing what could be a rod knock, especially if it smokes, um, piston slap, you've got to measure the piston to bore clearance very, very well. Mm-hmm. You have got to take the rings off, stick them down the bore, measure ring gap, ring gap. So what you do is you take the rings off, push them about an inch down the bore, and get a feeler gauge. Now, the general rule of thumb, you want about three thousandths per inch. So if you've got a three-inch bore, you want about nine-thou gap in between the ends of the rings. And it's as simple as that. And even with brand-new rings, you need to file them to get that gap just right. Uh, yeah, it's rings, too, are an important thing. Because rings are an extremely important thing, but they won't yeah. give that knock. Yeah. Um, knock. What it could be, it could be a small-end knock, because those intruder engines were quite heavy on their small end. It could be a flat cam. It could be a flat follower. Um, I doubt whether it's valve guides. Mm-hmm. You didn't say how many miles there are there are on it. Uh, twenty thousand miles. Yeah, I mean it could be anything at twenty thousand miles. These are uh, rockers, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know this. Worn rockers, maybe depending on how kind of a knock it is. Bearing in mind, I mean I've seen low mileage intruder engines for like three hundred, four hundred bucks on Fleabay. Mm. So I'm almost tempted to say, get yourself a cheap intruder engine, throw it in, and then just go through the VX eight hundred engine. Mm. Um, you know, I think that's what I do. But it's certainly worth keeping that VX because I guarantee you'll be the only one. If you've got a bike night, you'll be the only one on a VX 800. And it won't be a case of, ha ha, it's one of those. They'll be like, dang, that thing's cool. That's cool. So thanks, uh, Dave, in, in uh, Bend, Oregon. And he wraps it up with warm regards to all the misfits. By the way, I love the Janis Joplin voice of Liza, oh. the soothing voice of Naked Jim, and the <laughs> sexy voice of Bex. And what about my voice? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no, um, yeah, good choice. Bend, Oregon. Cool is that, bike, is yeah. that north or south Oregon? Yes. Southish. <laughs> Southish. Okay, yeah, very good. good. So, Thanks, Dave. Since we're getting near the end, I wanted to make a couple announcements. Uh, first of all, just a reminder that uh, Jim and I are going to be down in L.A. next weekend, and we're going to be at the Lucky Wheels Garage on Saturday the 9th, doing a little grilling and chilling, just a meet and greet, 5 p.m., but you will be back for the podcast on Sunday, yes. Yes, very good. So come and get lucky. Um, the other thing, I got a update from Bagel. He's still in the cannonball. Still in the run. Still in the run. But today, uh-huh. doing about 40, 45 miles an hour, he had a blowout on his tire. <gasps> oh, nasty business. Front or rear? I don't know, but he says thanks to training that he's had, he's he was able to keep it upright and get over to the side of the road, and he was waiting for the truck to come with his spare tire. And then he had to go and buy all new underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Something that like happen that. at the tail of the dragon? I don't know where it was, okay. but uh, we'll be getting an update yeah. when he comes back in a couple of weeks. I think there's going to be a lot of good stories. Oh, good! I got a shout out to uh, Chris Wiggins. They were back in uh, Tennessee, back <laughs> in uh, forty race. in Matt Harris country, doing some flat track racing on red clay. So I'm curious to see how uh, Chris did. Matt Harris was racing too. So Chris is a shout out to the Smoky Mountain cat. crew. 
He is a solid cat. He is at that. So, um, so much going on. And so far, it's been a great... God, just this weekend, there's so many races, so many things. Summer going on. has happened. It has happened. There's so many places to ride, races to see, mm-hmm. things so to try, volunteer new technology. opportunities. Hmm? Volunteer opportunities. Um, yeah, I was going to say I found out that at the end of this month, there's the World Superbike races at Laguna like Seca. my and neck of the woods. They're doing a cool thing. Um, if you volunteer and help out, at, they have different stations that they need help. Um, you get two tickets for three day pass. So two three-day passes to the event if you volunteer for one five-hour shift on any day. And some of these, and this is what I think is really cool. You guys, they need, they have 16 slots to fill every day to assist the medic staff. Mm -hmm. What you do is you're hanging out with the medics on the track, and you get to just sit there and watch the race. And if they get called, you're helping to lift people and get them into the transport. And you pick up things on the track and yeah. No, well, turn workers do that. But the medic staff, you're just working with the medics there to help them lift bodies on. Okay. Sounds really cool. So, um, I, it wouldn't be I suitable think, for me because I don't like the sight of blood. There you go. Yeah, but yeah. I think I might do that. I might sign up for one of these. Sh- I want to just like be a part of it and work, even if it's in like the media booth giving Bring out earplugs. orange vests or something. I, I think you totally should. Let me know where to meet you to Sunscreen. pick up that second ticket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You'd so, be a shoo-in for the media booth, and you can give courses on online bullying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, How to start a harassment <laughs> campaign. Oh. Shots fired. <laughs> and I think, bam, I think, bam, bam. As hey, if anyone's looking for a free TV, I'm going to have a, an ad coming up very soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So That's like the best idea. Flat screen. Just move. That. Don't have Are you, the wall that for you support, it. That you support. Oh, totally, so because it's still that, it's What cheeky. about free pizza, Mario's Pizza? I don't know. Oh, goodness. So um, this is, I think we've made it to the end. Yes, we're over. You, I think we're just over two hours, so we're longer. You've wasted two hours of your life <laughs> listening wow. to us. God bless you. Over <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome right now. Uh, it is. I know. So just remember, go to uh, motorcyclesandmisfits.com. You'll find the links to everything. Hey, go there and buy your, uh, you can go find our link to Zazzle to get yes. your Miss Emma shirt. They're the best. And the more. On Zazzle. Shizzle Zazzle. Go be creative. Bo Shizzle. Yeah. Um, but you'll find links to everything there. Keep the emails coming. Thank you very much. And and uh, to the person who sent us the chocolate, thank you. Oh, God. Thank yeah. you. Wait, who is this person's name? I threw the box it's away. I forgot to write it down. Oh, you dick. Let us know because we've been know. digging that top to send us more chocolate. They know, they know who they are. Let us know who you, you are. There's so thank much you. chocolate. You are definitely a friend to the females here. Awesome. So on that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. Thank you again for listening, and thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Couldn't do it without you. You guys are the bestest. Thank you again. This is Liza. Henry. Emma Darling. Carmel. Beck says aloha. Naked Jim. (laughs) Who this new phone? (laughs) And we're out of here. Coco. Good night.